You're listening to the American Journal of Perinatology podcast, hosted by Dr. Bill Goodnight and Dr. Chris Robinson. Each month, we take an in-depth look at a paper published in the American Journal of Perinatology. To find out more about the journal and to read this month's highlighted paper, go to www.tima.com forward slash AJP or check out our Facebook and Twitter pages. Welcome to the American Journal of Perinatology podcast series. Today is an update to a recent podcast series where we discussed with the investigators the Prolong study. The Prolong study, or 17 OHP, to prevent recurrent preterm birth in singleton gestations in multicenter international randomized double-blind trial, was a follow-up to the Maternal Fetal Medicine Units Network study evaluating benefits of 17 OHP for prevention of recurrent spontaneous preterm birth among singleton pregnancies. The prolonged study, in contrast to the prior Maternal Fetal Medicine Units Network study, did not demonstrate a reduction in recurrent spontaneous preterm birth. The prolonged study was an FDA-required repeat trial of safety and efficacy after granting Makina, or 17-OHP, orphan drug approval following the MFMU study. On October 29, 2019, the U.S. Food and Drug Administration's Bone, Reproductive, and Urologic Drugs Advisory Committee met to better understand and interpret the results of the prolonged study in relation to both the MFMU study and subsequent non-randomized trials using progesterone for prevention of recurrent preterm birth. The advisory committee makes recommendations to the FDA, which then determines the overall approval for medications. At the completion of the advisory committee meeting, nine advisory committee members voted to recommend the FDA pursue withdrawal of approval for McKenna while seven committee members voted to continue FDA approval, leave the product on the market under the accelerated approval plan, and require a new confirmatory trial. Among the clinicians on the advisory committee, five of the six who practiced obstetrics voted to keep Makina as approved and continue to generate more data. Both the Society for Maternal Fetal Medicine and the American College of Obstetrics and Gynecology released statements regarding the recommended use of 17-OHP in women at high risk for recurrent preterm birth. The Society for Maternal Fetal Medicine stated that it is reasonable for providers to use 17-OHP in women with a profile more representative of the very high-risk population reported in the MIS or MFMU trial. For all women at risk of recurrent spontaneous preterm birth, the risk-benefit discussion should incorporate a shared decision-making approach, taking into account the lack of short-term safety concerns, but uncertainty regarding benefit. The American College of Obstetrics and Gynecology reaffirmed their 2018 practice bulletin on preterm birth. This document stated a woman with a singleton gestation and a prior spontaneous preterm singleton birth should be offered progesterone supplementation 
starting at 16 to 24 weeks of gestation, regardless of transvaginal ultrasound cervical length, to reduce the risk of recurrent spontaneous preterm birth. We will continue to follow and update this podcast as the FDA continues to meet in evaluating its response to the results of the prolonged study. Thank you again for listening to the American Journal of Perinatology podcast series. That was the American Journal of Perinatology podcast. Thank you for listening. To find out more and to read this month's highlighted paper, go to www.tima.com forward slash AJP or check out our Facebook and Twitter pages. If you enjoyed our podcast, please rate us on iTunes. And join us next time when we will discuss another paper from the pages of the American Journal of Perinatology.